for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. If you can, please like, share, follow, support us any way you can. It is truly appreciated right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and everything we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. It was a win for the Lakers. I like saying that. It flows very well off the tongue. Lakers win. Lakers win. They Barely did win. win. Well, no, nah, it's, it's, it's preseason. It's okay. It's 119-112. to 112. Lakers win over the Orlando Magic. It was closer than what I thought it would be. But then again, it's the same situation that they had in their previous preseason game where they left it to a lot of the individuals that are on the back end of the bench so it was kind of not exactly the most pleasing and aesthetically interesting game to see in the second half. But the Lakers in the first half, they truly dominated the Orlando Magic. Even with a poked eye for Anthony Davis, they were still able to go ahead and just really on both sides of the floor do very well. There were some things that they need to fix, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But here with me today to go ahead and break down the game real quick is my good friend, I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as the guy behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check out the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, a win's a win. I will take it any way I can get it. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of good signs in the first half. The, uh, it was, I was sorry to see the second half sort of depreciate into a little bit more of a scrum. Um, the Lakers just somehow couldn't seem to hold on to the ball, turn the ball over so many times, which led to a lot of points for the Magic. Um, and then the fouls, uh, you know, we must have sent them to the line over and over and over. Uh, so there was a lot of that struggling that we sort of expected just because of, of this being a scrimmage and the guys being off for four and a half months. So, you know, let's, uh, I'll chalk up a lot of that. But, boy, the first half was really impressive. Um, a little worried about AD, although he looked like he was smiling when he got back to the bench. Um, and he sure played terrific. I mean, my God, uh, his first half before up to the point where he got poked in the eye was really stunning. And we finally saw, you know, what we'd been hearing all all uh, training camp, uh, which was Kyle Kuzma was really dominating. And his, his shooting was just terrific. He raised 20, 25 points. He led the team in scoring. Um, really just drop basket after basket in. Uh, it was a big part of that. Um, and again, I like the fact that we went with AD at the five uh, for that second quarter. Uh, wasn't right. It wasn't as soon as we did it against uh, the Mavs, but it was shortly right after that. Um, and that was very effective. I mean, one of the big weaknesses we've had as a team has always been the what happens when LeBron goes to the bench. Um, and this this particular first half when AD was in there, uh, he just took over the game at that point in time, and, and it was great to see. Um, so you you hate to see the game degenerate down into, you know, a close game where we actually gave up the lead at some point in time, but you got to be happy that the, the starters uh, played well. KCP came back after a tough first game and was really, really made some clutch plays on offense and defense. Uh, I thought, like he was saying, Waiters Waiters continues to be nice and smooth, impressive. Um, Dwight struggled a lot in this game. Uh, turnovers, had five turnovers to match LeBron. 
and it just seemed to be fouling everybody left and right. Um, Alex Caruso, was, yeah. like uh, Alex Caruso coming back from the back contusion. Yeah, fact fouled he, out. Yeah, he fouled out. The fact that he was on the floor was great. The yeah, fact that, that he great. had five fouls in seven minutes, not so great. Yeah, that, you know, those are things that you kind of expected. And, um, when you look at it back at it, though, the first two halves of there are the halves of the first two games basically were pretty impressive efforts by the Lakers. Um, the Magic uh, came out in that third quarter, scored 40 points against us after we'd really shut them down in the first half. Um, and they've got some shooters. They they definitely, uh, uh, I've always liked DJ Augustine, and he was one of the guys that I've always thought would be yeah, a great option really good. to add to the Lakers, uh, and, and he showed it today. Um, Vucevic has been playing very well. So it's, you know, it's 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 a good scrimmage game to get in there. Uh, I think Frank would have liked to have had AD all game. I think at the start of the game, the Magic announcers had basically said that Bogle wanted to try to have a four-quarter rotation, get a chance to see what a regular playoff game rotation might be. Um, but good effort, you know. I mean, uh, plus playing at noon in Orlando is an off time, so it was good to see that the Lakers didn't have any hesitation. They came out and played hard. Um, LeBron scored 20 points, didn't shoot that well from the floor. Um, but boy, he uh, he still played hard at both ends of the court. Turned the ball over a lot. We had a lot of turnovers, 20 turnovers. And I don't even know how many points it led to, but it was, you know, it was a really weird box score uh, just watching the game because you could see that at one point, I think that the, uh, the Magic actually scored more points from the free throw line than they did from the field. Um, and we kept turning the ball over, and they only had, I think, five turnovers for the whole game, which is they, they do a good job of taking care of the ball. A lot of that is Augustine has always been a great, you know, always had a very high assist-to-turnover ratio. And and uh, starting, in, starting in place of, uh, uh, for them for the first time uh, in a while, I think, that, you know, he, he really did a great job. Can't complain about the final results. I know you like the win. Uh, it's just a scrimmage, but uh, I was still rooting for the win, especially when we got down a little bit at the end. It was nice to see us pull away and, and, and cinch the game up. Um, and one thing I want to talk about is one thing I was saying while you were off the air, and that was Kyle Kuzma. And I boy. understand he just a great performance today, and, and it backs up everything that, that Coach Vogel has been saying about Kyle Kuzma, about how he's dominated in practices leading up to the scrimmages. Now, the first scrimmage that they had against the Dallas Mavericks, he was very unimpressive, and that was the Kuzma we've known for most of this year. But seeing him today, and that's the thing, hopefully people won't start relying upon it. And I'm not exactly going ahead and say that the Lakers should depend on 25 points and 7 rebounds every time out from Kyle Kuzma. I think that's unfair to ask, especially since AD was not in the lineup for a good portion of the game. Mm -hmm. I think that all we need to ask is he be more consistent. And while I'm not expecting the kind of percentages that we saw from Kyle Kuzma today, he's not going to shoot 76.9% from the field and 71.4% from the three-point area every game. That's not the case. I'm just asking him to be a little more consistent and not have, like you and I see, he has that one great game and then five bad games right after that. Right. So that's that's what I'm asking is – Give me three good games out of the five. That's all I'm asking. I'd be real happy with three out of five, too, Gerald. Uh, 
I think one of the things that that I really did like is that Kyle seemed to be, and it didn't seem to matter to him who he was playing with. That was one of the things I noticed that a lot of those those first four threes that he hit, um, I kept writing, no, no, Kyle, two out of two for three. Then it was three out of three for three. Then it was four out of four for three. Um, he was playing with LeBron and AD at that point in time for those first four threes. Um, and he looked smooth and comfortable. He, he made he made a nice drive to the basket with uh, good physicality on it. He hit a little two-point jumper turning around. Um, and he, those are the signs of, of just taking his time, it seemed like, on the court, you know. He seemed very smooth. It reminded me, reminded me a lot of the game he had against the Celtics. Uh, uh, I can't even remember how long ago that was where he scored. He was the leading scorer and the hero of the game. Um, but he basically seemed to be totally under control all the time and playing very confidently. And I think that that's, that's always been the big concern with Kuz, that if he didn't hit his first couple of shots, you'd worry about whether or not he would remain consistent. I thought he did a good job trying. I, I thought he did a good job on defense. There were a few times when he got beat and JaVale or JaVale or Dwight had to bail him out underneath, which, which led to an easy basket or a rebound from, from JaVale or, or Dwight's man. Um, but in general, uh, they were very active. I thought the first half defense was terrific. And then, you know, it's the NBA. Guys get ahead and uh, slack off and take it easy, and the other team suddenly gets hot, and all of a sudden you got a game. I don't think that would have happened had AD not been injured um, because this is not the same team when you don't have Anthony Davis or you don't have LeBron James. You're talking about two of the top five players in the NBA, so – you subtract one of those guys from the lineup and and you're you're not going to be the same powerhouse team you are. Um, but the time that we've seen so far this season in these two scrimmages, when we've had AD and LeBron both on the floor, this team has been dynamite. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news? information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I'll tell you what, though, another player that was dynamite was somebody that had a donut in the first scrimmage against Dallas, and that was KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. His minutes were much more effective this time out. Excellent shooting performance today, and he didn't try to do too much. I think that was the best thing that I saw was that he didn't just start chucking everything from three Basically, he shot everything from inside the arc, from inside the arc, did shoot one three-pointer and made it. But the fact is, you saw a lot of the elbow jumpers that he really feels comfortable with. And the fact that he was able to give 17 points from the starting lineup shows to me that if given the opportunity, he just needs to go ahead and become a, a nice cog in this wheel and the Lakers will go ahead and thrive from it. So I, I really was enthused by KCP's performance today. 
Yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played well on defense too. He's a very active defensive player, and in many ways, he's he's complementary to the Lakers' starting lineup because he plays pretty much the same game as Bradley does. I mean, there are some differences in in how aggressive Bradley is on the ball versus KCP, but you see where both of their both of their bread and butter shots are basically layups going off of the drives, passes coming off of that elbow pick that the, the Lakers like to play. Uh, hitting that little mid-range jumper off of that. Um, Quinn Cook also did a good job doing that same thing. Uh, he's like the third option on that play where they come across and Kuzma or whatever forward is in there will set that screen and he's coming across left to right. And uh, he can easily get a nice little 18-foot pull-up jumper there or continue to the basket for a layup. And then if the center comes out to challenge him, then just loft the ball up there for JaVale or Dwight to just jam it down. So. I think KCP's, uh, he's played, you know, I know you were on him for the consistency in the first game, but when you look back at his game records, if you go in, in the ESPN and look at his game scores as he goes along, he has been incredibly consistent this year. His shooting has been consistent. His number of shots have been consistent. Um, and he's been, you know, he's been a valuable player on the bench and and when he was starting. So I, I really feel strongly that, that we're not going to miss a beat with losing Bradley. Um, now, knock on wood, that's as long as we don't lose a couple of other guys, you know, because you lose some of your depth that does put you more at risk. You know, if you go into a playoff series and somebody gets injured or somebody, one of the guards gets poked in the eye or something happens like that happened to AD today. Um, so it's a touchy situation and you always want to have as many people as you, you have in the lineup. Um, it'll be good to see Morris play when we play Monday. You know, I, at least the word is that he's going to be ready to go. Um, I think he adds a lot of flexibility because we're a little short on the wings and and he can also play the five or play the four with AD and then take on take on a bigger guy underneath than than let's say Kuzma could. Um, but it was a great game in that sense that uh, I still had the same feelings about watching the NBA that that I didn't hear any piped in music in this game. So you must have been really happy about that. Um, but I you know, you 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 end up still watching the game like we used to, you know, even though the fans aren't there, uh, the Lakers bench has been very energetic and, and cheering on the guys. Um, well, it was Orlando's feed. Okay. Let's put this. Okay. They did two things, right? Orlando's. Mm-hmm. Feed. And I told you this on Twitter already at Laker Tom on Twitter from me at Lakers fast break. First thing is they had their regular announced crew there. Yeah, and I'm throwing shade at you, Spectrum Sportsnet. Okay, you have I don't care if it's the TV or the radio guys because they're both very solid. We've been better uh, with I, Bill and Steve following uh, the game. I actually prefer to meet John Ireland and Michael Thompson. I think they're a little bit oh, better. The radio crew. Yeah, yeah, but that's to me of the two. I think they're both very good. Mm-hmm. I think of the two, I'd probably say the radio is a little bit better than the TV, but. I could have used either one of them from Chris McGee telling me every single time mismatch. Oh, he's got a mismatch. Oh, he's got a mismatch. Okay. I under, yeah. I get it. There's a lot of mismatches. That's part right. of the game. But also the piped in 2K crowd music. And I sent it to you a message on Twitter about the NHL using EA NHL's video game crowd noise. Just no, no, just cut it, cut it right now. Stop. I, 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 Gerald, I'll give it to you. I, I, I agree. After, after hearing a couple of the scrimmages where they weren't piping in the noise, I don't think they need it. In fact, 
I could very clearly hear the squeak of the sneakers, the bounce Beautiful of the ball, sound. and and that is better. I I agree with you. That is better. It'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see what prevails. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting that the uh, that the announcers brought up was this virtual fans. I wonder how you qualify to be one of those virtual fans who are going to be up on the big boards on the sidelines during games. Check your season tickets, my friend. Oh yeah, that's probably it, huh? <laughs> that would be Thank my first guess. Friend. That would be my first guess. But to hear the Lakers bench, I don't have a season ticket, Gerald. Does that mean I'm not going to be able to to be a virtual fan? Let's say the or odds. Does it mean are... that we're going to see Jack well, I'll on the you, sidelines? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to tell you this. Your odds, like they would be here in Vegas, would be very long, <laughs> very long indeed. But I'll tell you what. I did like to hear the bench, and hearing the bench to me is gets me going, gets me riled yeah. up because you see the excitement on the bench, and you hear the excitement on the bench, and you hear some of the things that are going on. I personally enjoy it. I personally love the squeak yeah, of the squeakers, uh, the squeak of the sneakers, and and just the action on the floor. You hear the shouts. You hear the. Well, you don't hear the profanities like you would normally do because I'm sure they were flowing, but uh, you they're can't. A little, they're a little set off away from the floor. Yeah, too. yeah, but you, you can hear them on Twitter. Where they're they're high fiving and illegally coming out of the court to congratulate people and so go, forth. Go to Twitter; you'll be able to hear them. But anyways, <laughs> you get but you get to hear the excitement. Get to hear how uh, into the game these teams are. And the benches, I understand, and I think they understand that they've got a realization that they need to become the crowd, that the, yeah. the crowd is not there. So even with a virtual crowd, they are doing more. And that's not just the Lakers now, which we saw during the course of the season. It's all these other teams really providing encouragement to their fellow players as they're going ahead and performing out there on the court. I noticed Denver the other day when Bol Bol was doing so well that the entire Denver Nuggets team was supporting him and really being vocal about you just cheering him on. Yep. And you see that with the Lakers as LeBron's going down the lane and going for a slam or he's going on, on the fast break or Kuzma is doing that. I could hear from them, Kuz, Kuz. From the actual bench. Yeah, they, and that, they were excited watching Kuz drop those four, four, four threes in a row, man. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That, to me, is much more involving than putting in piped-in piped noise. I mean, you need to. it needs to be gone, and it needs to be gone yesterday. I said that on Lakerholics.com, and I'll say that until the end of the season. Do not You, you win that argument, Gerald. The evidence is coming in your way. Um, well, I think what's interesting, though, is that we have to remember, too, that for the networks, you know that ABC and TNT are watching these scrimmages and watching what's happening on it. And I still give the I still give David Adam Silver and the NBA great credit for, for the way they've set up the court with now with the big screens going all the way around and and they'll be able to do a lot of messaging and so forth. And and this whole idea of virtual fans, I think, is is going to be very interesting. Absolutely. Um, it will be very yeah, interesting. I'd love to see Jack Nicholson and, and a bunch of the guys that are the normal rooters up there and, and season ticket holders. So God bless them, you know, give them, they put out their big money for that thing. And they, you know, if they can't watch the playoffs like they used to be able to do, um, maybe we can collect some money from them and they can become virtual fans. You know what? 
Maybe they can add a couple extra slots open just for two individuals that I know and appreciate right here at the Lakers Fast Break. That would, that would be, be awesome. a great idea. That'd be a great idea. I know my daughter would love it. My special Lakers fan. I'll daughter. put on my crazy Laker outfits and uh, make a fool of myself with no problem. Exactly. Well, I have a, one of my daughters is a true diehard Lakers fan through and through, and she would be excited to be a part of it. And she'd have on her jerseys and whatnot. But getting back to the game overall, I want to go ahead and add a couple more points before we head on out. Hey. Beyond waiters. Uh, I said it while you were off the air. And I think offensively, there's a lot there they can give. Still out of condition, still huffing and puffing a little bit. His rotations on defense still needs to work on. But offensively, he is doing a lot of things that we're not seeing from a Lakers backup at all this year. So it's really impressive to see. So I want to hear your thoughts on Deion Waiters. Well, you know, I, I remember the post that Waiters just put on Instagram basically saying that he still got buckets when he was fat. Um, and he did, you know, um, he made a couple of moves today that were that, that one move where he drove into the drove into the lane, dribbled and did a stop, a jump stop with a behind the back dribble to lose his man for a layup. Uh, and his shooting, you know, his mid range shooting and so forth is very smooth. Um, he gives the Lakers something that they really lacked. And, and you can see why uh, he's going to be he's going to get valuable minutes. I can I can tell you right now that the Lakers have got to be thrilled with how he's playing. Um, I also, I'm, I didn't see him take bad shots. I saw Jr. take a couple of shots that, that were, uh, you could say typical Jr. shots. That, but it was you know, nice he, to see him out there. You know, sometimes you go, no, no, it's one of those, those are the shots yeah. that the coach goes, no, no, no. Oh yes. You know, when but the thing in, is but... he, he was helping play make created another, yeah. uh, good offensive scheme. He just went ahead and, and passed the ball in, got it in there and, and got an assist out of it. Yes, he. I was harder surprised. To, harder, harder to do that at 34 than 28. Yeah, and it was nice to see him getting some run early in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of surprised by it, but again, this is something where you need to get him in condition to see what he can do to help this team and getting him some run early to go ahead and find out if he can become a decent contributor to the team is interesting going forward. I want to talk also about Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook is just... I tell you what, I've been saying all year they need to go ahead and give him some minutes and give him some consistent run. And I think that, yes, he is a defensive liability. But offensively, he gets you something as far as quickness, speed, and also the fact that he can hit three-pointers gives you another weapon out there. Yeah, pull-up jump shot, too. Yeah. Two-point pull-up jump shot that the Lakers run off of that off of the left, left, left elbow is just the perfect play for him. Um, that that was, you know, that was Bradley's bread and butter, and it's turned out it still is KCP's bread and butter. It's also, you know, Quinn Cook's bread and butter. I think, you know, I, I've always said that I, that I, you know, as much as, as Rondo will hopefully be back and be able to contribute, and as much as Bradley was responsible for us having the record that we were and being in the position we were before the coronavirus shut down the league, uh, the Lakers are going to be better off of this playoffs having the three-point shooting that they are going to get from Deion Waiters and and from KCP starting and from J.R. Smith being added to the lineup. And I think that's really what they're doing with J.R. They want to get him into shape. He's not going to play big minutes, but there are going to be some fourth quarters in playoff games where 
he'll get a call. He'll get a call off of the bench, and and he's proven in the past that he can hit those shots. Uh, he still needs to really get into shape, and and that's why he's getting the minutes now. They they really believe in him, and they're going to give him some shots. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to do it. If he can come in and make some shots at critical times, it could win a few games in the playoffs and could be a contributor for the championship. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, I'm speaking to Laker Tom. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. In fact, you see our beautiful faces right there. Go ahead and check out our post-game report in the near future, hopefully, on Lakerholics.com or on YouTube or right here on Facebook Live. We truly appreciate it. There's blogs, there's podcasts, there's videos, there's so much more videos from our good friend, you know, right here, Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies. He's even doing some stuff right now for Laker Tom. So Lakerholics.com is the place to go. Jamie Sweet's got his thoughts there. Really want to go ahead and check it out and also be part of the conversation. There's always something going on and flowing on at Lakerholics.com. I'll tell you what, Tom, it's been great talking to you about today's game. It's nice to see win, 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 win. Also want to go ahead and give a big shout out to Jonathan Big Baby Soulful for those kind words he's been saying right now, watching us on Facebook Live. Truly appreciate it. And check out his shows, the Lakers Talk 101 on YouTube. Cannot thank him enough for doing so. Also as well, check out the stuff I have coming up later in the week right here at the Lakers Fast Break Broadcast because I've already recorded interviews with J.B. Ellis from the program. Plus also as well, I had some great guests on as well coming up later this week as well on the program so check it out lakers fast break wherever you get your podcast cannot thank everyone enough for listening cannot thank enough everybody enough for watching but before we head on out laker tom please give us an update on what's going on at lakerholics.com well we have we have the new site up for i think almost uh, six days now um and uh, a lot of a lot of uh, people learning how to use the various new social dis, uh, social features on the site. Um, it's uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing and we're hoping to have it set up for the uh, first game against the Clippers is we're going to have some live group chats so that people can just log in during the game uh, with your phone or with your computer, uh, type a few words, congratulate somebody on a great shot and just uh, basically exchange some comments that you'd normally do when you're watching the game. So we're hoping everybody will pick up their cell phone and uh, come to Lakerholics.com at the start of the game next week 
Uh, we'll hopefully have this up and running for the Clippers. We may, uh, I don't think we'll have it ready for the test on Monday's game. Um, it was great to see today's game be added to the uh, NBA TV schedule because it wasn't on it originally. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't heard if Monday's uh, game is on there either. Um, so that'll be something I'll be looking forward to. But uh, we're really excited about this whole uh, group chat thing. I think it could be really a lot of fun for Laker fans. Uh, we're limited to having no more than 50 people on the group chat. Um, but uh, if you're at all interested, uh, check out it. Check it out on the site, and we'll have stuff up about it during the week as we promote it. And looking forward to it. I think also uh, Rafael Barlow's uh, follow-up on his uh, NBA uh, Lakers draft picks. Uh, he's got this new series, uh, Lakers film, Lakers film junkies, uh, which is part of his uh, NBA uh, NBA draft junkies. Draft junkies website and YouTube channel. Um, so Raphael should have this second video up in a few days. Uh, he'll be going through the various needs on the Lakers lineups and the roster. Uh, and he'll be following that up uh, throughout the season as we go along, especially in the off season. We'll be looking at trades and draft prospects and getting his expert analysis on, on the guys that could fit the various needs that the team has. Uh, we've got all of, all of Gerald's great podcasts are going to be on there. Uh, so you can log into those. You can just click a button and listen to any of them right on the site. You don't get, you don't have to jump anywhere. Everything is right on the site. Um, we got a bunch of new links that we're going to be putting up for uh, to all of Gerald's uh, various endeavors, uh, Raphael's endeavors, uh, my uh, articles on Medium and uh, Laker Tom at on Twitter. So we've got a lot of resources. It's a one-stop place for you to go if you're really Wow, home away from home for the Lakers. Once again, be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Also check out some great stuff that we got going on with Fago White Franklin III and Jennifer Cobb. They stopped by as well on the show, and I'm going to have that interview coming up later this week. Lakers Fast Break. Anywhere you get your podcast, please give us that five-star review. you have any questions for us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or at LakersFastBreak on Twitter and Lakers fast break on Facebook, where you can check out all this great action, all these live streams that we do. And of course, any Lakers news also hits right there at Lakers fast break on Facebook. My friend, it's been great talking to you. I like the sound of Lakers win Lakers win to me. It just, again, flows very well off the tongue. And I just look forward to saying that many, 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 many more times as we go into the bubble even further. Well, it's always better to win than lose. I'll say that much for you. Yes, um, yes. I, I, think, I think that uh, the truth of the matter is the wins and losses don't matter at this point in time. What's really important is the way that LeBron and, and AD are playing. If we can get the bonuses of Kuzma and Waiters, KCP contributing and, and get the rest of the guys back, it's good to have uh, Alex Caruso back and playing. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Markeith get back on the on the court. Uh, I think he's a key part of the game. It's going to be fun. It's 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 a strange, unprecedented, weird bubble playoffs that we're going to be facing here. I, I feel confident if we if we if we as long as we've got LeBron James leading the way, the Lakers have got a better chance than anybody else to come away with the championship. That they do, my friend. That they do. 
Once again, I'm speaking to Laker Tom. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, my friend, it's been great talking to you once again. I look forward to you seeing and hearing you very soon. I think we've got something planned in the not-too-distant future coming up, so we'll talk more great basketball right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.